Welcome to Recover Strong, a podcast that will transform your recovery from an eating disorder by helping you go from theory to practice to mastery. This is your special time to learn new skills, tools, and get the inspiration you need to recover strong. Let's get started. I'm your host, Jessica Flint. I'm the founder and CEO of Recovery Warriors, a wisdom sharing platform for all people impacted by an eating disorder. Recovery Warriors provides resources and support to heal your relationship to food, body, mind, and soul. I personally recovered from an eating disorder and I'm here to inspire you to do the same. I believe recovery is not only possible, but it is worth it. That is why Recover Strong exists, to help you see and connect to the potential that lies within you to find freedom from an eating disorder. Today is a five things feature where you get more recovery wisdom in less time. Each week we talk about five things related to recovery, whether that is five steps to improve your body image, five insecurities that are holding you back, or today's topic of five ways to protect your peace. Our featured wisdom sharing for this episode comes from Brooke Heberling. She's one of Recovery Warrior's leading contributors, and her articles have amassed hundreds of thousands of views over the years. And now she's blossoming on a new writing journey. She just released her first novel last month called Protecting Her Peace. It's an inspiring and relatable story about a woman who learns to protect her peace in the face of eating disorder recovery and relationship challenges. This book is receiving raving reviews and is debuted at number one on Amazon's eating disorder and body image bestseller list. I'm so proud of Brooke and her accomplishments as a recovery warrior and now as a published author. In honor of the debut of Protecting Her Peace, Brooke is here to share with you five ways you can protect your peace. Before we hop into this, I first want to allow Brooke to introduce herself and share the inspiration behind her novel. I am author Brooke Heberling. It sounds pretty cool to say that now, but I have been in recovery from an eating disorder since 2016, and I have written my first book because when I was going into eating disorder treatment, the best recovery source I had was Recovery Warriors because there was so much great content on the blog and the podcasts. But I was really searching for something more. I am an English major. I'm also a language arts teacher. So literature is my passion and my connection. And I've always wanted to write a book. So when the opportunity came up to portray a heroine, hero's journey type character that had an eating disorder and an exercise addiction. That's what I needed. So there wasn't anything out there like it. So I created it. And the universe has blessed me with it being a bestseller so far. So I'm really excited, very grateful, very humbled. And I got my start here on Recovery Warriors. Like how all of the best inventions are made, Brooke created what she wished she had during recovery. That's exactly the reason that I made the Rise Up and Recover app and created Recovery Warriors. If you build it, they will come. If you write it, they will read. 
Now, after listening to this show, you can read more about this topic at recoverywarriors.com. Every podcast episode has an in-depth article with other suggested reading. Now, let's explore five ways you can protect your peace in eating disorder recovery and beyond. Number one, forgive yourself. Now, let's be real. We are our own worst critics. The more we criticize our actions, bodies, and selves, the harder it is to feel a loving connection with ourselves. Now, this is where forgiveness comes in. It closes the gap and allows us to mend past missteps and mistakes and create a more empowering future. Now, let's hear what Brooke has to say about forgiving yourself. People that suffer from mental illness, eating disorders, addictions, we are our own worst critic. There is no one on this planet that is going to tear us down more than ourselves. Because when you go through recovery from anything, but especially an eating disorder, you kind of have to relive this reel of all the scenarios and all the times that you weren't your best because of this disorder. And you made these horrible decisions because of this disorder. And I lived in a fight and flight mode for 16 years. I didn't put my children to bed because I was running. I didn't wake them up and get them ready for school in the morning because I was running. I would hide them away and put them in front of a device just so I could use a behavior. And I had so much guilt, especially as a mom and a wife, for putting my family through that when they didn't ask for it. So one of my biggest things that my family, thank God, and my therapist and my treatment team told me was you have to forgive yourself for that. And there's this difference between shame and regret. So shame is I'm a bad person. I did this bad thing and it's changed my entire entity into being a horrible human being, right? Versus regret is I did this bad thing or I slipped up or I relapsed or I hurt this person's feelings or I blew them off. That was a bad decision moving forward. I don't want to do that anymore. I'm not going to go down that path. So I really had to learn to retrain my brain into thinking about these situations regretfully versus shamefully. Once I learned to forgive myself, I then got to experience my true joy. So I think the best thing that we warriors can do is forgive ourselves and keep doing it until we love ourselves. Forgive ourselves and keep doing it until we love ourselves. This is such a powerful statement because it shows that forgiveness is a process. It is something we have to choose and continue to choose. And the more we do it, the more we blast through the shame and come deeper into love. Remember, shame is when you feel bad about who you are as a person, while regret is about your actions. Your mistakes don't speak to who you truly are inside. You are an inherently good human who happens to make mistakes. We all do. Try to look at them in a regretful way 
rather than a shameful way. Forgive yourself for your actions when you were lost in an eating disorder. And if you are still in the midst of the eating disorder and grappling with the behaviors, day after day, you can continue to forgive yourself and start over one day at a time. This can help you move forward on a different path and allow more room for peace and joy in your life. Now, let's move along to the next way you can protect your peace. Number two, find your people. The world can be a hard place for people in eating disorder recovery. Social gatherings are filled with people who comment on your body, your appearance, and your plate. Even if it's with good intentions, this can lead a person in recovery to feel isolated. However, it is possible to surround yourself with people willing to support you in your recovery. Brooke is quick to acknowledge that finding your people is sometimes easier said than done. Listen to her advice to make this more realistic and achievable. There's so many things in recovery that you hear these people that have gone through it and that have been there say so easily like, oh, you just find your tribe and you have your people around you and everything will be rainbows and sunshine. That's freaking hard. It's hard to do. So step one of finding your people is getting rid of the ones that are not serving your recovery well. And that may mean cutting ties with family members, friends, cousins, kin, somebody you've known forever and ever and ever, even different therapists or different people on your treatment team that are not jiving well with you. Don't be afraid to cut people out. And you can do it in the most honest and beautifully raw and real way where you're not going to, you just make it about you. Like I am in a spot that I can't handle what you're putting out to me right now, right? The, all the therapists say, use the, I, when you blank, I feel, you just have to say right now, I need to work on me. I think we forget that we have the human right to create the community we want around us. You're not stuck. If you are with somebody that's not serving you well, you're not stuck. And I think if you surround yourself in the right arena, um, whether it's an online community, whether it's through different hobbies or activities that you enjoy or finding that you're enjoying through recovery, that if you surround yourself by the places and the activities that you love, that the people will follow as well. Finding the things that light your soul can help find those people that have the same common interests. Surround yourself with the places and activities that you love and the people will follow. I love to say, go where you grow. Remember, you are not stuck. You can create the community you want and need. It doesn't have to be in person either. As Brooke said, you can start by filtering out people who aren't serving your recovery. If cutting someone out feels like too much, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. You have the right to enact any level of boundaries or distance you feel comfortable with. If you could use a little more support in learning how to communicate boundaries or getting up the nerves to do so, we have a show coming out soon on that, so stay tuned. Now, let's move on to our next way to protect your peace. Number three. 
Number three, feed your soul. We all know that feeding our body is important for survival and a strong recovery, but feeding your soul gives you reasons to live. It gives you greater purpose. Let's hear what Brooke has to say about feeding your soul. Find things that make you happy. Everybody experiences this every once in a while. When you go on a hike or you go see a movie or you go shopping, get your nails done or read a book by a pond. And then you're like, man, that was just delicious. It just filled me so wonderfully. And it's like, why don't we do that more? For me, it's nature. I found and refound my connection and love with nature through recovery because I realized when I was running, it was an excuse to get outside. And I just wanted to be outside under the trees in the world on the roads. And I didn't have to run to do that. You know, there's hiking, there's walking, there's yoga, there's going to farms, there's going and seeing botanical gardens. And so instead of focusing on the things I lost, like I lost my exercise addiction. I f- instead, I'm focusing on what I gained, which is I now can go on a walk and pet a cat. Like I never would stop to pet a cat. Like I had to keep going. But now I do neighborhood walks and I connect with God, with nature, with myself. If you are searching for the things that light you up, that make you so happy, we have the ability and opportunity to Take note of what sets us on fire and what lights us up and we can do it. There's nothing stopping us but ourselves. You have the ability and opportunity to take note of what sets you on fire and what lights you up. For Brooke, that was finding connection and love with nature. For me, that was also finding connection in nature and going surfing and being able to connect with the inner designer in me who wanted to create things and put them out into the world. And if you have no idea, like you are sitting there like, I don't know what I want to do. You have no idea of what actually you enjoy or what lights you up. Well, just embrace the fact that you get to begin to find out. You can be curious about it. This one simple mind shift into curiosity works wonders on opening up to more possibilities and starting to change your negative thoughts of I can't or there's nothing out there for me to more positive thoughts as I can. And there are really cool things that I'm excited about learning and that I'm going to connect with. Now, let's move on to our next way to protect your peace. Number four, fix your fences. You're probably well aware of what a fence looks like. They're everywhere. Fences are a great way to protect one's land, to protect one's house. And they can also be thought about metaphorically as a way to protect your energetic space. One of the most important skills you can learn to have a strong recovery is setting boundaries. Now, here's the thing. Boundaries can be different from one person to the other, and they can shift over time. Brooke explains how fixing your fence and honoring boundaries can help protect your peace. A lot of people with eating disorder struggles have a hard time saying, this is what I can do at the moment. This is what I can handle. And when somebody challenges that and tries to break down that fence and say, no, like you have to do this. You've always done this for me. You've always been there. We've always had this together. Then 
it's okay to take a step back and fix your fence. You got to say, yes, I used to give myself to you in that manner. I used to allow you to speak to me in that way. I used to allow you to comment on this, but I've now fixed my fence. Those comments are no longer allowed. And I emphasize that with how you treat yourself more than anyone else. Setting those boundaries and fences within yourself. Like, for example, I used to have a rule, a food rule that I could only eat blank in the morning, whatever that was. Um, It had to be a breakfast food. It had to have fruit. It had to have protein. It had to have this if I was going to eat whatever. But the other morning, I was like starving and I had made some awesome stuffed shells. My boundaries now include any foods for breakfast. If I'm going to eat stuffed shells for breakfast, that is a food. It has all the ingredients of food and nourishment that my body needs. And I'm not going to limit myself to a certain category just because it's societally acceptable to have granola for breakfast, right? If I want spaghetti, I'm going to eat spaghetti. So in ways, my fences have broken down, but then I've also put them up to not let myself beat myself up for that. Boundaries are like a fence. They can be broken down and there can be gaps in the fence, but the fence can be built back up and repaired too. Ask yourself, what do I need right now to help me stay on the right path? What do I not need to help me stay on the right path? These questions take intentional self-reflection and introspection. And if it's hard for you to do on your own, you can ask a trusted friend or therapist for help drawing those lines in the sand. This is okay. This is not okay. This is what I need. This is not what I need. Now, let's move on to our last way to protect your peace. Number five, follow your dreams. You know I am all about following your dreams, following your bliss. And the protagonist in Brooke's book, Protecting Her Peace, proclaims, quote, I am made of stardust, river runoff, and Prometheus's fire, end quote. Now, what does this have to do with your dreams? It means that you are more than capable of achieving them if you believe in yourself and this immense power that lies within you. Here's what Brooke had to say about following your dreams. This one, number five, follow your dreams, is very meaningful to me at the moment because I just raw and real put my life out to the public in this new book of mine, Protecting Her Peace. But I did it for so many reasons. And one of the main things is it was my dream. I've always imagined myself being an author for people reading my word. I did it. And I was terrified, terrified to do so. And now I feel like I have opened a whole new world for myself. And I've been, I'm the happiest I've ever been. Sometimes I feel like we get in a rut of, or a belief system, a core belief of, well, that's okay for everyone else to do, but I can't follow my dreams. Like, I can't do it. She can do it, but I can't do it. He could do it, but I can't do it. I finally, yeah, I finally got to a place where I was like, forget it. Like, 
I'm going to try. What am I going to do? Just sit back and have this gift, this talent, this want, this desire, and sit back and not follow it because I'm scared. And I don't know, ever since I've just gone for what I knew was inside of me, I have a deeper respect and love for others as well and myself. And Don Miguel Ruiz talks about it in his book, The Four Agreements, which I think everyone should read. But he talks about that we have this love and light within us. And if we see it within ourselves, we will then see it in other people. And then it's no longer like a competition. It's no longer, you can't fail. Like no one's failing in this life. You are living it to the best of your ability. You have talents, gifts, and desires and things that no one else on the planet and the universe has. It's specifically special to just you. And if you don't allow that to blossom, then you're doing the world a disservice, but more so yourself, because to see your own potential in this life is a beautiful thing because we all have it. So I just don't ever want to sit back and not try again. I sat back and watched the world pass me by for so long. And I'll tell anybody, follow your dreams. It is well worth it. Whether you end up with a skin nose because you fell flat on your face or you are a best-selling author that who knew that would happen. It's, it's all in the universe, God's timing and in my belief in human beings, we, we have to, we have to live our best life while we have it now. We have to live our best life while we have it now. I can't agree with this statement more to rise up to your potential in this life is a truly beautiful and magical thing. It definitely isn't easy and it is a process. It's a process that can unfurl and comes in phases. You don't just meet your potential all of a sudden one day. It's something that you continue to shape and mold and form. Nevertheless, it's always worth the work. Following your dreams is always worth it. It's so inspiring to see Brooke accomplish her dream of becoming an author. She reminds us of the notion that sometimes in order to make your dreams come true, you need to feel the fear and do it anyways. If you wait for the fear to leave, that time may never come. I don't think I've ever done anything worthwhile that I didn't have a little bit of fear behind me saying, oh, this is scary. And as Brooke pointed it out, there's no such thing as failing. Even just making the attempt is a success. Now to review, the five ways you can protect your peace are to forgive yourself, find your people, feed your soul, fix your fences, and follow your dreams. If you live by these five things, you can completely transform the way you look at yourself and your recovery. Thank you to Brooke Heberling for sharing this wisdom with us. Check out her new book, Protecting Her Peace, for more inspiration on protecting your own peace. I'm going to leave you with a short excerpt from her book. I've always felt safer in the shadows, but now I want to learn to live in the light. The sun will always expose the moon's true form, and the universe will always divulge the depths of our soul. I don't want to be afraid of soul exposure anymore. There's such beauty in the breakdown and I don't want to fear it. It's such a waste of energy to run from the truth because it's ultimately the one thing that sets us up to be free from the demons we spend so much time trying 
to keep hidden in the shadows. Forget the wolves. I want to bask in the light of the moon and dance in the warmth of the sun. Well, my warrior friend, thank you for having the discipline to listen in. If you found this episode helpful and know somebody in recovery who could benefit from its inspiring message, please share this show with them. It would mean the world to us at Recovery Warriors if we can get our cause out to more people struggling with an eating disorder. So if what you heard today was helpful, share the show with another warrior or anyone on your treatment team. You can do this directly from your podcast player or send them over to recoverywarriors.com. We have a goldmine of free resources there for all stages of recovery. And until the next episode, may compassion light the path you are on and courage keep you on it. You totally got this, warrior.